All right, gang, Mac and Stu here, and you're listening to the Wise Guys Podcast, where we go rogue as we apply wisdom to the everyday to help us do it just a little bit better. In this episode, we continue our conversation on the cosmic conundrum that illustrates how upside down deep wisdom can be at times, and that's the idea that less is more. Ha. And as always, the conversation will be roguish. And we'll weave in our core values of seeking wisdom, applying the wise, and as always, we'll share the Mystic Mac Nugget. And here we go. It's strap in time. But, but, Stu, before it's strap in Yeah, brother. I, I just got to tell you, man, that uh, today's a 3D day for me, man. Uh-oh. Uh, What's yeah, going my, on? My, my 3Ds is, is my dark dragon day. Today's one of my dark dragon days, and they creep up on me every once in a while. Uh, They happen. Yep. Uh, The dragon just sometimes has its way with me. But here's the cool thing about 3D days, man. I get to end it with you. And that's that's fun. So cool. Regardless of all the other little suck my thumb in the corner kind of feelings that might have happened today, I got to end it because we get to do this. And I can't imagine what life is like if, if, if there wasn't these kinds of things in my life when I do have the 3D days. So this is a blessing. It's great. And it's so good to right. be here with you. So welcome. Hey. Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Mac, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, there, I, I can guarantee you there is somebody out there that needed to hear that because mm-hmm. this happens to all of us, right? Sure. It and does. if you stop, life stops, right? right. You got to you got to keep going, got to keep breathing, keep moving and that's what you're doing and looking at it as positively as you can. With some, here, here's what I just heard you say. I you, you Stu, I have something to look forward to. <laughs> and that's what's keeping you yeah. going through the day, right? How cool is that? Like if we yeah. did that, that could help you through those DDD days, right? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. Well, thank you. And I just want to say namaste to all of you beautiful exotic cocktails out there who are uniquely and wonderfully made, of course. <laughs> yes. 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 We love you all. Please, please, please reach out to us anytime. Facebook, email. We want to hear from you. Um, so please touch base with us anytime we do respond and it is Mac and Stu that you will hear from not some robot. (laughs) 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 Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome everybody. And it was interesting this last week after we did episode one, as I was having conversations with folks about, about episode one, here was a couple of part part one of, of, of this part one of less is more, right? Correct. Part one. Yes. So we were doing our first six and a couple of things came up in those conversations. I thought it was just really cool to maybe just kind of put them out there into the field. Two things. One thing was guilt that I heard people saying, well, I'm feeling kind of guilty that Mm. I may not do one or any of these things that my life you know, is just the way it is. And this has sort of convicted me and made me feel guilty in some way. 
I, I thought that was an interesting, interesting perspective that I heard in more than one uh, place from. And, you know, I, I think it goes into part number, the comment number two, and that's the comment number two was this idea, and I'm going to use the word, nobody used this word, but I'm going to use it called disdain. And what I mean by that is this, and we can, this can happen in all sorts of areas of our life, whether it's religious or whether it's your career or what, whatever it might be, your relationships where you've got it together. So in this case, let's just say, for instance, me or any of you listening out there, you know, you, you number one, live a more simplistic life already. And let's say over the course of the next few months or weeks, you decide you want to adopt some of these things and start to simplify your life. And now all of a sudden, you develop this sort of hubris about, oh, that person didn't get it, that they're not doing it. And now you start to look in on them and their life sort of with a little bit of, I mean, again, I'm going to use the word, nobody used this, but I'm going to use it, disdain to where you, you posture that you sort of, some ways you're kind of like better than they are. And I thought those were two very interesting perspectives that came out of the conversations that I had about this whole idea of being simplistic. And I just think we have just a caution. It's just a, it's just a little red flag out there that, that says, if you're feeling guilty, well, take that for whatever it is, and maybe you need to be convicted a little bit about some of the stuff we're talking about and make some changes. All right, maybe that's okay. But at the end of the day, we don't need to add to the baggage. That's not the idea, gang. So I thought there was a couple of interesting points from, from last week that I just want to share as we get started today. Yeah, I'm glad you did. It just reminds me that in, uh, in this um time period that we're in, in the day and age of social media, it's really easy to get sucked down the vortex of these two things. This happens a lot, right? Not just in hearing a podcast like ours, where we're talking about how to simplify your life and you're maybe having these feelings, but you see this on Facebook posts and you're thinking, oh, but look at what that dad is doing, or look at what that mom is doing. I should be doing that for my kids, right? You start having that guilty feeling. It's the same type of thing, yes. right? Yes, and then maybe absolutely. you start to feel that disdain as you're describing. So it's 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 good just to rec acknowledge and recognize that this could be out there so we can get beyond it, exactly. right? Exactly. Exactly. It's it. just one of those, hey, on. guys, hello, this can happen. Just be, be looking for it. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Right. So, yep. Well. All right. So here are the manifesto points that we're going to be touching on today, Mac, and these cover uh, the part one of this uh, less is more uh, episode that we're recording as well as this part two, but especially today we'll hear some of this. So I'm, let me just read. There's, there's uh, five of them I want to read. So a life spiritualized is a life simplified. And we've already had a podcast or an episode on our podcast discussing this. Right. Right. Um, wise measures effectiveness against faithfulness. Wise, W-I-Z-E, uncovers your adventures in missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> that one always makes me chuckle every time, every time I read it. <laughs> Wise, with a Z again, gets used to different. 
and we certainly got a lot used to a lot of different this past year and it's mm, not that's- changing anytime soon doesn't seem like because if you change your mind you just might change your life <laughs> yeah well don't be afraid it's okay if that happens right <laughs> yeah yeah that's strap in time and that's good stuff well, no doubt about it I think I put out a meme not long ago that says, if you're not willing to change your mind, why have one? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> why bother to have one? <laughs> I thought that was a great, I wish I could have coined that, but I didn't, but it was pretty cool. That's um, a great one. Yeah. So yes, that you know, it's the cosmic conundrum we talked about in the beginning that said less provides more. That's that upside down kind of way the universe tends to work sometimes. And we made the statement last week that, If you live deliberately now, deliberately, on purpose, with less, in other words, reduce the number of variables that you have in your life. And and I thought it was an interesting example when I thought about that idea about variables. Let's Let's take a mathematical, I don't know if you know what a factorial is for those of you math nerds out there. You might know what that Uh means. (laughs) <laughs> I think but, we just exploded some minds. <laughs> just, I think we just, okay, I'm just going to make it very simple. Here's what it means. Let's say you have three different things that you can put in order or three different choices you can make. And not just, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. You could just do one, then the next one, then the next one, or mix them up and do this one first or that one first. Or so it's, it's, the, it's the number of combinations in any scenario is what a factorial is. So if you have three different choices, you have six possible ways that you can put that together. If you have okay. four different variables or choices that's 24 different possibilities and if you only have five just just click it up one more and this is why i'm giving you this example if this decision has five moving pieces to it there's 120 different ways you can put that together (laughs) and and really the message i'm trying to get out there if you haven't already kind of picked up on it is this that the more variables you stick in the equation the more possibilities there are and the more chances you are to have just a deer in the headlights. Too many choices, just too many outcomes. Which one's the right one? Which one do I feel good about? Oh my, trying to sort through 120 different options. I mean, you get lost way before that. So it's just an example that says if we're going to deliberately live with less, which means reduce the number of variables in the life at all, whatever you want to stick in that. We believe that that's going to help you and it helps us do it just a little bit better. And that's what this, these couple of episodes have been all about right there. So there what we a great example. Wow. That really makes a point, doesn't it, Mac? <laughs> when you look at those it's numbers like that. Life's exponential. Right. Life isn't linear. <laughs> and that is so true. That is very true. So let's refresh everyone on the points we're covering on how to simplify your life. There there were 12 on our list and we had discussed six of them in our uh, part one and we're going to discuss the other six today. So let me just read all 12 of them for everybody, Mac. All right, here we go. So, and I'm just going to read straight through these. Number one, declutter. Two, avoid the noise. Three, keep only beautiful and useful things. I still love that one. 
Four, let go of what you are used to. Five, take a nap on Sundays. Six, practice gratitude. Seven, stop rushing. Eight, prepare simple home-cooked meals. Nine, appreciate nature. Ten, celebrate happy moments. Eleven is all about a spiritualized life, living a spiritualized life. And number 12, focus on fulfillment, not money. So there you have it. Those are Mm. the 12 ways we're suggesting you can simplify your life. What do you think about that, Mac? Right. Yeah. And and again, we're going to cover the last six here tonight. But let me just kind of tongue in cheek say this. You know what, Rogers? Maybe 12 is too many. Maybe it's 12, 12 is too many for you. Let's simplify. <laughs> Maybe what, what we suggest you do is pick one, pick two, pick six, pick however many you want to not be overwhelmed. Because the last thing, the last thing we ever, ever, ever want to do on, on this podcast or convey to you is that life is about a checklist. Life is about 12 things. And I'm, I'm going to elaborate on this a little bit as we kind of go through the rest of these points, but, but we're, we're really strong about that. That doesn't mean you don't need to have a to-do list. I'm not suggesting that and being efficient and trying to get stuff. I, don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. What I'm saying though, is life can't be boiled down, quantified to items on a list. That, that I think just limits everything. And, and we'd hate to see that for any of you, let alone ourselves. So if you need to take these 12 points we're making and you just say that one is the one that really strikes me, then go for it. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> so maybe we're going to encourage you to simplify with we're telling you. All right. So it's all good. I love right. that. I, this this yeah. makes me chuckle. That we're, <laughs> we're talking about simplifying our lives with a list. Holy cow. What, what's going on? Wow. So maybe we're complicating your life, yeah. not simplifying it. I, th- I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to pick one more than zero, right? As long as it's more than zero, we're, right. we're right. good. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So let's do this right now. Let me go over or, or do a little deeper dive into the very first um, point we're going to talk about today, which is stopping, stop rushing is the very, is the one that we're going to, we're going to cover right now. So boy, Mac, this I'm terrible at this. I rush around all the, I'm always rushing. I feel like I'm in a constant state of rushing. And part of it's because I have so much going on in my life. So many things, especially during wrestling season, I'm going from here to there, to there, to here to, I mean, it's, it's non, it's, it's nonstop. I mean, so when I saw, when I saw this, I was like, how am I going to do that? How am I going to create breathing room? So if something were to come up in my life, I'd be able to handle it without panicking, right? And uh, that's, there's some tough, for me, there's some tough choices to make. I remember d- having done this in years past when I was leading a, a couple of different groups and coaching wrestling and I had my job and working out and training people. And there was just so much I was doing. I had to give, I had to, something had to give. And, um, and, and it was mm-hmm. hard to make, but it, it ended up simplifying 
my life a little bit. I, I still rush. I'm still, I'm still terrible at this. <laughs> and here's the thing here mm-hmm. about, me, about me rushing. If I, I, I'm not saying I've never been there early that I've never arrived early to whatever I'm going to, whatever the event is. And my wife would probably beg to differ that I'm saying this, but there are times I've been on time or early, but here's the thing. I get there early and I, and, and it feels weird. I'm like, wait a minute. Now, now what do I do? Like I'm here early. Like <laughs> it's like, it's like, I can't, I almost can't handle being there. <laughs> well, and, oh, and I guarantee you, you're all alone in this, right? So, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, first of all, it's an acknowledgement, right? We can all learn from it. We're learning from ourselves. We, are, we, we're, we don't have it all figured out by any means, but the, that the key, I think, to it is, is to not adopt a victim mentality that says, I don't have any control over that. All my circumstances dictate my schedule as opposed to me dictating my schedule over my circumstances. That there's a key shift. There's the thinking differently part that, you know, we just sink into that place where we just don't think we have a choice, that that's just the way life is, that it's just the way it works. And truly and truly, we talked about this last week. We can choose differently. You can make right. choices. We can give ourselves breathing room, as you mentioned. We got to manage the overwhelm. If we're overwhelmed, that ought, itself ought to say something that we got to manage that because you know that's only sustainable for so long. It, for, for certain people, you can probably do it longer than others. But eventually, if you live overwhelmed all the time, then it's going to have its ripple effect. So, so there's a, a bit of wisdom that it, it came from me in college. Believe it or not, I had a little, a tiny smidgen of wisdom <laughs> in college, if you can believe that. I was, I was an educator in my fraternity. And I trained all the new people joining and, and, and the current um, brothers in the fraternity. So one of the things we used to talk about is this concept, hmm. right? And, but the way it kind of manifested in college was like this. Okay, you have a test to study for tomorrow. And here comes a bunch of brothers from another college. They show up. Hey, let's go out and have a good time. What do you do? <laughs> do you study? which most people are not studying, they're going out, or do you go out? So that's the decision. So what I used to tell everybody is this. I said, look, you choose what you're going to do. And whatever that is, that is exactly what you're supposed to be doing at that moment. And don't think about the other thing. So if you decide I'm going out with my brothers, you're not worrying about your test. You're going out and you're having a good time spending it with your friends, right? If you decide I'm going to stay home and study because I got to get prepared for this test, you're not thinking, oh, wow, what are they doing? I'm missing out because I didn't go out. Like you're, you're, you're not taking yourself into two different places. Mm. You're, you've made a decision and you're sticking with it and staying in that present moment. So that, that was my little bit of, mm. of wisdom that I, that I had in college that I, <laughs> of course, the wisdom there also has to be, did you make the right choice by going out with the brothers, you know, because they got the test in the morning, right? That <laughs> right. might be, I still want to question that. All right. right. But <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. I get that. All right. All right. So moving on from stopping rushing, 
Second point was the next point, which really was point seven uh, in our list. Prepare simple home-cooked meals. Now, that's a very broad thing. It, we don't have to just look at it like we're making dinner. Although I, I do think that the point there is well taken that if, first of all, simple meals, not elaborate, and doing it together can create great, some, you know, everybody's pitching in. So now it's not on all in one person's responsibility, typically the mom in most households, I'm just going to say, right? Uh, so simple is just easier. It's less stressful. And typically, if you're making the meal at home, you're using ingredients where everything's not processed. And that's just better for your health overall, which, again, helps, helps life in general. So I think I think that take it for what it's worth, do stuff together. <laughs> and if it's a meal in this case, that's fantastic. But the last thing I thought that was interesting that came to my mind on this topic was if you're managing that and you're not getting the stuff delivered to your door five days a week, it's you can manage a budget a whole lot better too, because I know I've heard lots of stories of people going, oh my God, do you, honey, do you realize how much money we spent last month on Uber Eats where all this stuff came to the door four or five times a week. Uh, I mean, it can totally get out of hand as well. So I, it just also helps in that regard if that's ever been a challenge for you. So prepare simple home-cooked meals. And you know what this leads to, Mac? It leads to, yeah, right. And you know what it leads to in doing, preparing those simple home-cooked meals is it leads to time that, together. Yeah, exactly. Right? Typically. Sure. I, I mean, here... So check this out. When I was uh, all the way up through high school living at home, we Monday through Friday, we had dinner. My family, I'd, uh, there's four of us and my mom and dad. We had dinner at 6 p.m. every mm -hmm. day. Never, it, it never failed. Every day, 6 p.m., we had dinner together at the table. How many of you rogers out there are doing <laughs> that right now? I know I'm not <laughs> doing that. <laughs> right now. That's how life has kind of changed, but that's how I grew up and what it, an amazing, like I, I think back on it now and I cherish those moments and it starts with preparing a, just a simple meal at home. So you can do that. You can sit down together and be together. Together is better, right? It just has all so, kinds of ripple effects. No doubt about it. Man. So let me jump into the next, uh, the next one here, which is about appreciating nature. And and you and I, Mac, talk about this quite a bit over, over the episodes on the podcast, because we love to go on hikes and go for walks and such. And here, here's the point. And, I, and I've discussed uh, what my experience was like living in Costa Rica and being outside and living outside. Um, I mean, the homes even part were partly outside. Like our living room didn't have a wall. It this led to the outdoors. It's like the kitchen had walls and doors. The bedroom did. <laughs> the living area was wow. open to the outside. That's how you lived down there. So we're out in nature all the time. I mean, it was just amazing, right? But but here here's the point of of this. You got to go out of the house. <laughs> now I I realize what's going on right now. You know, we're still we still have a pandemic going on, uh, but that doesn't mean you can't go out into your own backyard. You certainly could do that and be out of four walls or out of a room and just be, and just take a you know breath of fresh air wherever you are. You certainly can yeah, go out absolutely. and do that. You know, and, and, you know, I, I, I think a good way to blend the two as well would be to have an herb garden that you bring in 
that that helps you with the aromas and the and the smells from the outdoors, even in your living space is kind of an, an idea. But you know, your animals. I mean, animals are nature. If you will, so you have your animals. Uh, but to me, here's what nature is about more than anything else. I mean, I, I, I revel in the beauty, that the sight, the smell, all of those things. I mean, they're beautiful, yes. But it also is about the vibration that you get when you're out there. And for me, that happens even more so. I think I posted a picture out a couple of weeks ago, but my son Ian and I went hiking and it had rained over the last few days prior to that hike. And this particular area that we hiked, there was tons of little rushing brooks and streams, a fantastic waterfall. When I get close to the water like that and I hear it tumble and I hear it rush and it's right there, I'm in the same space. That vibration just, and the sound of it just does something to me. I, it's cathartic for me. It just gets me grounded in the cosmos. I, I just, I love it. You know, I just, I can't encourage you enough to find your place in all of that, whatever it makes means for you. Yeah. And, and also the other big thing I think it does is when you're focused on that, what aren't you focused on? <laughs> you yourself that's exactly right it <laughs> helps you also just take the the thought the the focus the intention your everything about you off you and it puts it out there I, to me there's this amazing i think we all need that however we do it so it's all good yeah man so there we go. Stop rushing. Prepare simple home-cooked meals. Appreciate nature. Next one. Celebrate happy moments. How often do we celebrate mm -hmm. our happy moments? How often do we make the memories? Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's important. You know, it could be just breaking out in song together. Have sort of your favorite song that you sing as a family and you jump around the family room or the living room or whatever it might be. Or when that comes to mind or that circumstance, oh, you know, there it is. That's the song. And we say it over and over again. I, you know, one of the things that my kids, all four of my kids, here's what I said to them from the time that I first held them in my arms, literally. And I'm, and I'm not being... I, this isn't. This is real, and throughout their whole lives, hear what I would say periodically, if not almost daily. Have I told you today that I love you? My kids, they grew up with that saying, and today, I, even one of my daughter's weddings, it was Rod Stewart. I think he is. That's the song that said that same thing. She played that when we danced. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a great song. Yeah. And even now today, when we text back and forth, I'll just text this. Have I told you today dot, dot, dot. And she knows exactly, you know, <laughs> absolutely. And she knows the ending. I love it. That is so great. Well, that that's a wonderful, yeah. it's like yeah. a tradition you created there, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's a wonderful tradition. That's beautiful. Yeah. So my... My family, if I yeah. could share a tradition from mine, my wife is just, she's Miss Fun. You know, if you look up <laughs> yeah, fun I agree with that. in the dictionary, yeah. there's my wife. She's just fun. Yeah. And she, and so we're always trying to create 
traditions that are fun. So one of the things we've done since my daughter was, was very, 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 very small was on birthdays, we would always create a scavenger hunt to locate oh, the presents <laughs> that we were giving. So it would, you would never just sit down and here's a bunch of presents, open them up. It was okay. You read, you know, some little poem, some little, you know, something that gets you to go somewhere in the house where there's a gift <laughs> and another <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> to find That's the next beautiful. one. So it, and we still do it to this day. I mean, my, you know, my daughter's 21 and, and, and she still loves doing it. And it's, it's just a blast and it's a great, it's a great tradition. I know we'll carry on, you know, yeah. for the rest of our lives. It's just a fun thing to do. And that, it's celebrating is, a happy a moment, right? Example. You know, birth. It's a perfect example. Uh, someone's so, birthday. It, it, birth. You know, it, it's just the word celebrate to begin with. And I know this last year we've, we've, we've had a tough time even more so than, than celebrating, than being able to, whether it's even being in same space with other people because of whatever choices we made there with social distancing and that kind of thing. And but mo- you know, a lot of us, mm-hmm. a lot of folks right now, they're lonely, they're isolated and continue to be. And we don't necessarily get to celebrate those moments like we used to. So we just have to keep looking for little ways. I don't care. Maybe it's just even on a phone call or a Zoom call. You just got to, you know, like high five the, the, the screen and do a Zoom call. I mean, whatever it might be, you know, just don't lose it. So continue to keep celebrating. Right. It's, I think it's just a beautiful way to absolutely simplify. It yep. simplifies the, 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 the angst. Let's put it that way. I think there's the where the, the simplification comes in. Well, and you know what's important, Mac, is it doesn't have to be complex. Doesn't have to be a big present or a big something that takes a, a lot of time. It it could be something as simple as, "Hey, have I told you today <laughs> exactly. that I love you?" That's right. Right? It could be just that that simple. So, yeah, that's that's wonderful. And I, I'm sure, it, you know, Rogers, I'm sure you have stories and traditions. We would love to hear your traditions where you're celebrating happy moments. Please write them to us, email them to us, send them to us. If you want to shoot a little video and throw it on our, on our Facebook page, please Great do that. Idea. We'd love to see Great you idea. as well. So let's move on Mac to the next one, which is about a spiritualized life. So life spiritualized is, is life simplified. And we, we did a, a previous episode where we talked a lot, a lot about this. And there's some great examples about a life spiritualized, being a life simplified, but being someone who uh, believes in God, I, ha- I want to use a biblical example um, because I just love this. And this is why, this is why I, I just enjoy Jesus so much. When he came on the scene, there were 613 commandments or laws in the Old Testament, right? Can you imagine keeping up with that? I mean, I know there's people thinking, well, wait, there were 10 commandments. Yeah, there were those, but there was a lot right, more. Right, the Torah created there. tons more. So he just came on the scene and said, you know what? This is what's important. Love God, love people. And that... <laughs> I mean, that was it. It, it was that it's, it's that simple. All of those 613, here's what they mean. Those 613, they mean love God, love people. 
And I'm, I'm like, okay, I can remember that. <laughs> I can exactly. remember and I can do that. <laughs> yes. That's a perfect example. You know, I-, I just love it. I love that example more than, more than anything. It really, it really showcases this, this one. Well, I, I think we have a tendency and I was out and I saw this person post something on Facebook about, you know, a fatherly leadership. Now, I've been a dad. I got that T-shirt four times. I, I'm, I, I'm a Christian my whole life, per se. You know, been in the church, that whole type thing. And I'm just going to use this as an example. But in this little post that this gentleman put out there, he checklisted fatherhood, and it starts with 16 steps, and then you end up with seven more steps, and then you have another 20 principles that you're trying to figure out. And while these things are all noble, to try to reduce fatherhood to this checklist, even if it comes from the Bible, I think is an adventure in missing the point. That if you put this thing down in front of a 30-some-year-old guy trying to do his best raising his children and being a good husband, he's going to look at this list and read through it and have deer in the headlights and be just doomed to failure almost the rest of his whole fatherly existence because nobody can do all this stuff. It's, It's impossible. It's just not possible. Let's boil it down to just love my kids more than they can possibly imagine, and I'll figure the rest of it out from there. You know, I, I just, I, I just think that we just are prone. We get gravitated to these checklisty type things: one, two, three, four, five, and that's that's missing the point. That's that's the fruit. Those kinds of things will just sort of happen if you get the root of it right. And that root yeah. is love them. Just, just. Oh my gosh, this is so. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, you know, just, it doesn't matter. These are my kids, man. And I'm going to love them so fervently. I just can't stand it. And it, it, that, when you take that attitude as a dad or a mom, it doesn't matter now, a parent, the rest of this stuff just starts to take care of itself. It just does. You don't have to live by the checklist. You know, I just think we got to be so careful with this the whole thing, because spiritually we can get sucked into it just as easily as the the latest, greatest to-do seminar and how to get stuff done or grow a business and all that thing, you know? Uh, let's just... It's so freeing, Mac, to not have to focus on the list uh, like you're talking about, right? Because then, then your daily life becomes about fulfilling the list, checking yes. off the list. Yes. And instead of focusing on what what was that point on the list what was it you were going to do you were going to stop rushing right like you're if you're not focusing on that you're like okay i could check that one off i didn't do it you know for 5 minutes today <laughs> i didn't rush <laughs> let me let me go to the next one yeah. you know you're you're missing the point as you said so right. it, you, you miss out on a lot by having having these these lists oh you just you get inundated by it you become overwhelmed by it you really get a guilt trip and you feel like a failure because typically most of the time there's no way in the world if you were to read this whole thing that this gentleman posted and again i'm not saying some of those things aren't noble and they they don't make sense uh, i i just think you're setting somebody up not not for success but for failure so just be cautious with that that's all that's all we're kind of saying with that and so lastly as we kind of wrap up Stu. We've got focus. So let's get the main thing, the main thing. Let's focus on fulfillment 
not on money. And we hear, again, we hear lots of, there's, you know, you probably heard all this kind of thing before, the, the money deal. But at the same time, we're not saying you can't have money. That's not the point. The point is that fulfillment in what you're doing, if you're giving yourself away, if you're loving, you know, you know, deeply, if you're just daring greatly, like Brene Brown would say, if you're if you're living life for the fulfillment in it, a lot of times, number one, the money's going to happen in general. You're going to have everything that you need. But now all of a sudden, man, there's a sense of satisfaction that comes with that, that just, again, simplifies everything about life and what you're pursuing and what makes you happy. I, I just think we, if we internalize this and ponder that statement, man, it can make a difference, gang. It really can. <laughs> so we encourage you in it, no doubt. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, so there we have them, all 12. So declutter. These are ways to simplify your life. Declutter, avoid the noise, keep only beautiful and useful things, let go of what you are used to, take a nap on Sundays, practice gratitude, stop rushing, prepare simple home-cooked meals, appreciate nature, Celebrate happy moments, spiritualize life, and focus on fulfillment, not money. <laughs> there you go. There's there's our wiseness for the last couple of episodes, folks. And, and, and I, we really encourage you just more than zero, as Stu said earlier, more than zero. And maybe you're already doing some of these things. And fantastic. We encourage you to just keep it up. And if you're not, or if there's something where you can step the game up a little bit, we just really believe that it'll matter and it will help you do it a little bit better. So that with that, we'll exhale and we'll, we'll finish up <laughs> with the Mystic McNugget. And it goes back to one of the points. So you can kind of draw your own conclusion there. Here's the Mystic McNugget. This is not from Mac this week. This is from an anonymous. Ooh, you might have seen it okay. out there. So here it is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to let go of what's killing us, even if it's killing us to let it go. Oh, <laughs> I felt that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get used wow. to different, right? A lot of our manifesto points can go into this one. So we're going to leave That's, you with that. Program. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's convicting. But it's also true. So that's it for this week, Rogers. We, as always, appreciate all of you. We're glad we could share our hearts and maybe a little bit of wisdom to help you do it a little bit better. So this is Mac. I'm saying thanks, and I'm signing off until next week. And this is Stu. And remember, living life together is always better. Okay, all of you Rogers. Mac here, and you may now unbuckle your four-point harness. If you enjoyed this episode of The Wise Guys, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Please share it with your friends and drop Stu and I a note. Subscribing is the fuel that makes it possible to deliver fresh, eclectic wisdom every week. Let us know how you are going rogue 
and we'll share some of our favorite off-the-reservation stories on an upcoming episode. And don't forget, spread the wisdom by liking us on all social media platforms and keep asking the whys. We love having you part of the conversation.